it's me, Sponsible Jones. I love you. Also, my surname isn't really Jones. I don't have one. Here's a message from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thank you for listening. Bye. We Fix Space Junk Series 3 by Beth Crane. Episode 6. The Phantom Eye. starting to go a little too far. I think we should try and like draw a line under all of this. I mean, no way. Wait, you don't, you don't have to do this. What are you doing? No. Get off me, get off me. Stop, stop. You don't have to do this. No. never going to get used to not having brief for, um, how long was it this time? Three months. Three months? Bruce? You'll be surprised to know very little has changed. What are we doing again? Here we go. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be rescuing a stranded archaeological team in or at the Prekestark planet. We hope you enjoy your mission. Additional notes? None. Message ends. Well, hopefully this should be pretty simple. Yeah, hopefully. It did take us three months to get here, though. This is where we're landing. This looks like it's nowhere near the camp. The weather's too bad around the camp to go closer. There's this thick fog. Really, really thick. My sensors are struggling to cut through it. And the coordinates are, well, vague at best. I wouldn't want to get too close and destroy whatever they've been working on these past few months. 
Fine, guess we'll get our walking boots on. And our machetes. What do you think is out there? Well, it seems pretty abandoned. The streets are overgrown and there could be branches to cut through. Right. And it's always good to have something just in case. As we stepped out of the ship, the night hit us, close and airless. The fog was almost like smoke, dry and bitter, clashing with the glistening wet stone slabs of the street, reflecting the dull gleam of distant moons. The thing that always gets me about these abandoned planets is the way they look like the whole civilization just stepped out. I didn't recognize the language on the signs, but I guess they'd been humanoid or something like it. A glance up the street showed what I guessed were half-closed shops, dive bars, a couple of diners, and even something resembling a casino. But the whole city was abandoned. Trees and bushes grew up through cracks in the street, branches waving from windows like sad, skeletal hands. It looks like a whole civilization just stopped. Went from existing to not existing. Yeah. We walked and we walked. We walked until our legs ached like stomachs starved for days, or like a heart aches for home. Something doesn't feel right. You do look a bit odd. It'll be getting dark soon. And this mist is the strangest thing. Is this where we're meant to pick them up? Somewhere around here, on this landmass at least. Great, so we're in an abandoned city of, I don't even know how big it is, but at least we're on the right landmass. Wait, what's that up ahead? Uh, looks like a person. Maybe? I told you we'd need the machetes. Hands up! You hear me? Don't move! Ah! The shooter was tall, broad-shouldered and fire-eyed. She held an orange pistol in one hand and a busted-up walkie-talkie in the other. Hi, uh, we're, uh, here to rescue some archaeologists? Who sent you? Automnicon. We've been hired to come and get you? If you're the archaeologists. Right. And you're not here to take anything we found? We're not interested in taking what you found. We're just here to help you get out of here. Okay, then. In that case, I'm Rain, lead archaeologist on this little disaster mission. And you are? Kilna. Samantha. All right, then. Follow me. Uh, how far away is the camp? Not far. Good. An hour or so. Oh. Come on. As we walked away from the main stretch, the branches and brambles grew thicker, clawing at us like a cat that wants your attention, but doesn't want you to like it. The further we went, the darker it seemed to get, and the wilder the branches. Yeah, that'll happen. Something to do with the atmosphere here. What? It's... well... I'm not entirely sure how it works, but there's something... up with the trees and bushes, springing up all over the place. I mean, they're not... trees. But the tree-like structures. They have a kind of... Faraday effect. And the mist... has a way of... shutting things out. And the batteries going at the same time? Probably just a coincidence. Right. Eventually, we came up to a clearing, 
A massive one. A park? A meeting place? Or something else? Around the middle was a cluster of tents in circular formation, big and small, grubby white and dull beige, leading up to a central tent that seemed to glow in the half-light. The white ones were dig sites, flanked by mounds of dirt, and the beige ones, all clubbed together around a campfire, seemed to be what these people called home. Rain led us to the residential tents. It was quiet, a little too quiet. We're coming up to the camp now. I want to apologize in advance for the state of it. We've been here, well, a long, long time. Haven't exactly been expecting visitors. Lamo, Ligula, wake up. We've got visitors. Someone's finally come to get us. Uh, hello. Sorry to wake you. Come on, up. These two are here to get us. Uh, I'm Samantha, and this is Kilmer. Laminum. Ligula. We made our introductions. Laminum, seven foot tall and with a frown that would make even an automaton shudder, was the cartographer. Ligula, five foot five with a shock of dark hair that hung over one eye, was the people person. Sociology, ethnography, and anthropology. Rain was still tall, still broad-shouldered, but the fire in her eyes was brighter now, a little more dangerous. And you? What do you do? As I said, I'm the leader of the gang, head archaeologist. I locate and extract once lost items, changing the way we saw the world and what we thought was possible. We work together to find extinct planets and, well, find out how they came to be that way. Right. We're still searching for the reason that everything died off here. Where are the others? This is my whole team. You have five tents. Oh, it's uh, it's good to have spares, and uh, in this weather they'll rot if we leave them pulled up. Just as well we did. Means you two have a place to sleep. What? We can't go back to the ship tonight. It's late, and we've got a lot to carry. Heading out at this hour would be like throwing a picnic in the rain pointless. What? I figured we'd sleep on it. Then we get packed up tomorrow. How long have you been living here? A year? Maybe two? Time blends everything together here. With endless hard days and lonely nights. It's been hard. But, well, you're here now. At least there aren't any mosquitoes. Oh, there are. But they are gigantic, so... They're not hard to spot. How gigantic? About the size of a small dog or a large dog. How large are dogs these days? Kilner? Nothing to worry about anyway. They don't come for us until they're really desperate, like most of the creatures in this desolate planet. It does seem quite unfriendly. Well, we've had to make it home. I can't believe we're leaving. It's almost too good to be true. Well, it's true. We're ready to go first thing tomorrow. Well, the eye provides. For now, I think we should all go back to sleep. Tomorrow's going to be a long day. Oh, thank Bruce. I thought you were going to make us start packing up now. (laughs) I'm not a monster. Here, Kilner and Samantha, 
There should be some blankets around here. Uh, there. Oh, thank you. That's, uh, kind. We awoke mid-morning. The sun was up, but burning weakly. The kind of sun that feels like sundown is moments away at all times. Morning. We thought we'd let you sleep as you've had a long journey. Oh, uh, thanks. We've just been getting some of the packing done. Lots of things need wrapping up tight. So, have you found much while you've been here? Oh. Multitudes. Oh, uh, all right then. Uh, any chance of some breakfast? Sure. I'll give Lamo a shout. He's no chef. None of us are, but, well, it's better than starving. Normally. What have you been eating? Pretty much just potatoes and mosquito hide. But fry them enough and you barely notice. Right. This place is... Yeah. Ah, you're awake. Wonderful. We're... Well, not entirely packed. It's taking some time, but we're getting there. How did you sleep? Uh, okay? No dreams or... Dreams? Nothing to worry about. Just, uh, it's an atmospheric thing. I mean, I did have one about... It doesn't uh... mean anything, I promise. Right, so we've got a kind of cart set up that we can drag through the woods. Either of you got any injuries I should know about? I mean, I gestured vaguely. Obviously, I meant recent ones. Like a bad back or something. No, no, I think we're good. Great. We'll be ready to roll in about an hour. So, uh, uh, what have you got in the tent? What? The big white tent in the middle of the camp. What's, uh... Oh, uh... It contains some very sensitive remains. They could be destroyed if we don't pack them properly. They're very fragile, so we're leaving them till last. Oh, cool. What did you find? Can I see? I'm afraid you can't go in the tent. Uh, Not right now. It's a very specific atmosphere in there, and it could potentially destroy everything we've been working towards if you just wandered in. Oh, right. Come on, we better get ready to go. I love you. Also, you're, you're really cool. Bye! Oh, no, wait, there's an ad. Here's an ad! This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonas Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home. Because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! 
It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not. It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm. Thanks for listening. It's always nice to talk. Um, and now it's uh, is it definitely the end. It's definitely the end. Bye! <laughs> Samantha and I trudged through the forest of branches, trying to keep up with Rain, who definitely seemed to lead us on a far more direct route than on the way here. So, are we stuck here? Until they've got everything loaded up. <sighs> Pretty much. We can't get them to leave things behind, or... I mean, they're probably freelancers. They probably only get paid for what they bring back. Good point. And we've only got another day at most, I reckon. Enjoy the sunlight and the fresh air. There isn't any sunlight. It's just foggy. I know, but... We're outside. Uh, the atmosphere's... Hospitable-ish. The gravity's one-to-one. Just pretend it's a holiday. Nobody's been stabbed yet, right? (sighs) Okay. Here we are. Finally. I've been trying to get in touch with you for hours. I was worried. Sorry. My comms ran out of battery. Uh, did it? Come in. Kill me. Oh, weird. Mm, Rain said it's something to do with the trees. Yeah, she did. We should probably give those guys a hand. I think you and Lamo could go back to camp and start work on the next load. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. I'll make sure Kilner straps everything down properly. I guess we'll take Samantha with us instead, then. Uh, we need three people. But head back as soon as you're done. This is still going to take us another day or so at this rate, and Kilner and Samantha can't wait around forever. I, uh, sure, okay. All right, I think when we get back, first thing we can start with is... I think I know how to strap down a crate properly. I need to talk to you. I have to show you something. What? What is it? Meet me tonight, by the tent. It's the... It's the Phantom Eye. It's... There's something. I I have to show you. I can't say it. Okay. We'll meet you by the tent. 2 a.m. Okay. I'm going to catch up with the others. We shouldn't be talking too much. Hey, wait up. I knew something wasn't right the second we stepped foot on this Bruce Forsaken Rock. But what was the Phantom Eye? 
I felt like I'd heard that phrase somewhere before. Something here was up, and I didn't want to be there when it came down. I didn't like it one bit, but what choice did we have? Abandon a whole team of people on a whim? Break an Automnicon contract? And besides, they had Samantha. Kilmer. Mm. Kilmer. Mm. It's 1.45. So why are you waking me up? We have to go and meet Ligula. Do you think I like being up with the owls? I'm not an owl, Kilmer. I like sleep. I don't like mice. Oh, right. Sorry. Ugh. Oh, I hate tents. Did we wake anyone? Uh, there doesn't seem to be anyone here to wake up. Everyone's tents are open. Where is everyone? I don't know. Have you got your machete? Uh, I can't see it. I'm sure we'll be all right. We're just talking, right? Right. Ligula! I can't see them anywhere. Neither can I. I don't like that chanting. Me neither. Should we go back to the sub? Like now? Yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. Has the chanting stopped? Yeah. We should grab our stuff and go. Now. Yeah. This would be so much easier if it wasn't dark. At least the sun's coming up. Penny. And at least we have the dragon monster. I wouldn't want to get lost out here. Yeah, not with the dog-sized mosquitoes. It's out the sun. Oh, we're so far away. It's close enough. Come on. One last push. <sighs> we ran and we ran, fueled by panic, fueled by fear of what we'd heard what we'd sensed coming from the tent. We ran until we tasted the irony tang of exhaustion, and then we ran some more. But when we finally came to the sub, we saw the way was blocked. Heavy logs and rocks were piled up right over the entrance, completely blocking the doorway to the ship. Hey, Dax? Dax, can you open the doors? Not planning on leaving us, I hope. What were you doing? Where's Ligula? Ligula had to go. The effect the phantom eye was having on them. It was lessening. And we can't have that. It's the only thing that's kept us alive. What do you mean? Can't you feel it? The effect it has on the environment? We noticed it when we first arrived, and since then it's... grown. It's nurtured us. It summoned creatures to our side to eat. It kept the sun from us. And it has so much more to show us. We thought this place was just kind of creepy. Well, you're wrong. And we'll just have to show you how wrong. Lamo? Yeah? They want to see the Phantom Eye. And the Phantom Eye wishes to see them. Hey, oh, I gotta go. Uh, hey, well, uh, at least uh, you have the courtesy uh, to carry me back. Speak for yourself. I'd be happier walking. I think maybe you'd be happier being quiet, too. the tent, everything was lit by a soft green glow, pulsing from a pillar in the middle. A single point of green light stared out from the middle, 
Everything in the tent seemed built around it. On the pillar, dug out but still embedded, was the thing they called the Phantom Eye. It was smaller than I'd expected, about the size of a tennis ball, leading out in concentric circles, patterns carved in the rock, grooves filled with what I hoped was some kind of paint. At first glance, I'd assumed that these were part of the ruins themselves, but given a closer look, it was clear that these were the work of the archaeologists. This is not what I was expecting. Where are all your tools? There's nothing here, but... The Phantom Eye. We thought, well, it demands its own space. Right, and the Phantom Eye... Stop! Don't go any closer! Is that... it? It's very small. And incredibly powerful. If only we can convince it of our worthiness to wield its mighty power! What? Can't you feel it? The power radiating out of it? More power than any one person could contain in a lifetime. An artifact of an ancient god. Uh... Maybe, just maybe, these final two sacrifices will convince it. Trust me on this. Uh, oh, what? Hey! Get away from it! You, you, you can't touch it! You'll kill us all! It contains powers beyond our imagining! Stay back, or we'll use it. Uh, so, uh, what do we do? Well, they seem to think touching it might do something. Uh, but at the same time, they uh, seem to have found your missing machetes. Laminum, you go left. I'll go right. Okay. Yeah, those are definitely my machetes. Don't move a muscle! Uh, we're probably gonna die either way, right? Should we just grab it and see what happens? Okay, together. On three. Get away! One, One two, two, three! three. What a... What the hell happened? What did you... do? Valtron's Instant Mood Creator. Is that a manual? Looks more like a quick start guide. Oh, I think I just switched on demo mode. Welcome to Voltron's Instant Mood Creator. Want to make your boring party a little more fun? Make your nights more sensual. Make your Halloween party that bit more spooky. <laughs> then what you need is Voltron's Instant Mood Creator. Pre-order now. This product is still in beta. Please use responsibly. Ah, looks like it's dialed up to 11. That is probably what caused all this. Do you know what this means? This answers so many questions about this region. This must be the artifact that destroyed the planet previously, causing waves of suspicion and distrust, wiping out settlement after settlement, turning whole families against one another, killing off a whole civilization. And that's exciting, is it? Well, yes. Doesn't it also mean you've killed various colleagues and wasted a year of your life worshipping an old consumer product? Ligula? Oh no. 
And... and Defatigus. And David. Oh, no. What have we done? You know what? This belongs in a museum. Without batteries. And preferably heavily guarded. <sighs> We're gonna make the Christmas parties go with a bang, though, right? <sighs> Too soon? In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, Dax was played by Jack Carmichael, Rain was played by Christian Di Mercurio, Ligula was played by Elizabeth Campbell, and Laminum was played by Ben Meredith. This episode also featured the voices of Headley Knights and Karen Cromfley. The programme was written by Beth Crane and Headley Knights, and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. This series is dedicated to Steve Crane. We'd like to thank our patrons for their support and especially say thank you to Laura E. We use the money from our Patreon to pay our actors and run the show, so we're eternally grateful for all that you do for us. To support We Fix Space Junk on Patreon, Coffee or PayPal, visit battlebird.productions or see the show notes. Want more Space Junk? Visit battlebird.productions specials to buy our special episodes, including last year's Halloween special. This year's Halloween special is coming soon. Hello. Do I have the pleasure of speaking to Mrs. Trapp? You do, yes. And who is this? I think you've been waiting for my call. I'm Mr. King, lead CEO of Automicon. I'm calling to have a little chat about our, your situation. Mm-hmm. I understand one of my junior colleagues sent in an agent to, well... Commit some unpleasantness upon yourselves in the name of progress. You can cut to the point. I wish to acquire that agent for myself. And she'll work for you? Well, her mind will be free to wander the hive. Her body I'll inhabit with a slightly more sympathetic agent. I see. And what exactly are you offering us in exchange? Well...
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.